You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. Maybe it's just time that you get the thing cut out. Maybe it's time that you just have the surgery. Because here's what's happening. And I know a lot of you out there go through this. At, I got to tell you, I'm one of the first ones that look to do something non-surgical first, no matter what it is. But recently, I really started to notice that especially things that are prolonged for you from the standpoint that you've had it for so many years or you've been getting it treated with like nice results, but as you're getting older, you're starting to realize that it just bothers you so much that why can't we just do something more definitive and get rid of it? And again, that's why going to the plastic surgeon is such a great option because you can do things that are non-surgical. You could do things that kind of like help things out along the way. And then it may reach a point where you go, you know what? I'm ready to have something done more definitive. I'm ready to take care of the problem for once and for all. Let me give you a couple of examples of what I'm talking about. One of the easiest things that I can talk to you about is something that you may even have had before in the past. You may have gone to your dermatologist for, you may have seen a plastic surgeon or someone else, and that's a cyst. So many of you that are coming in to see me for other cosmetic surgery or cosmetic uh, concerns like anything from breast augmentation to tummy tucks to facelifts. In the consultation, many of you will say, oh, and by the way, I have this sebaceous cyst or I have this cyst that someone told me that I had for years and I've been getting it injected with something that just shrinks it down, but then over the course of some time, it grows back again. How many of you have something like that? And again, after you get it injected, it literally may shrink up to such a great extent that you go, you know what, I'm fine with this, and if it ever flares up again, I'll get it injected again. Well, I'm one of the biggest proponents of doing something like that because if you don't have to have a surgery, I would tell you don't do it. But it does reach a point where some of these cysts get colonized with bacteria and they do get inflamed and they do produce an infectious process. What I mean by that is the area could get red. It could get tender. Every time you touch it, it hurts. It could even cause you to have a fever or just really feel not well. And a lot of times this happens when a cyst gets over-colonized with bacteria. And before you notice, this little tiny cyst that let's say you had on your back is now a pretty good size egg. And it hurts to touch and you just want to get rid of it. So a lot of those types of things, we would start you on an antibiotic, try to squelch some of the immediate inflammatory response, 
and then go after it either with an injection of something to shrink it down or literally cut it out so that it's gone forever. And I know that many of you have things like this. How many of you have a mole somewhere on your body, like a pigmented lesion? And you may have had things done to it over the years, but it just never really goes away or it grows back. Sometimes you just have to resign yourself to the fact that we do have to excise it. And when we excise it, meaning cut it out, it literally will be gone forever. Now, the beauty of having this done aesthetically or having this done in a cosmetic fashion is that many times we can place the incision, therefore the scar, in a crease that you will never really notice. I'll give you a perfect example. Earlier today, we cut out a pigmented lesion on someone's forehead that was right in the crease of where that person raises the brows and you see that crease, that's exactly where we could have placed and that's where we did place the ultimate scar when we cut out that pigmented lesion. Naturally, when we take the pigmented lesion out, we're sending it to the pathologist to check to make sure that everything was okay with it. But the, the concept is that it's a lesion that's been on this person's forehead for quite some time. The dermatologist has been watching it, which is great. And the dermatologist actually brought it to this person's attention again to say, hey, I do think it's starting to get a little bigger than it has been. I think it's time for you to get it cut out. And that's why I really wanted to talk about things like this, because there are a lot of things like this that are in this you know, realm of what we do as plastic surgeons. Another one is a, that, like I said, the sebaceous cyst. So many of you probably have cystic formation, which is like a um, collection of sebum, a collection of sebaceous material inside this egg, if you will. And it's growing under the skin and it actually is being fed by having some of the sebaceous material collect in there. So even though you may express it or open it up, which some of you may do on your own, or if you went to a dermatologist or your family doctor, they may have lanced it and allowed it to drain. The problem is that the wall of that cyst hasn't really been removed and therefore can reaccumulate again at some time in the future. When that happens, I don't know, but that's why you can have a recurring cyst like that unless you actually take out the entire wall of the cyst as well. And again, if you do it in a timed fashion where you can have maybe an antibiotic put on board, so now any of that large inflamed type of a cyst has now been shrunken down. The, the size of the actual scar can be made very, very, very small. And just recently, we've done something just like that, where someone has had a cyst growing on their back for maybe 10 to 12 years. And over the course of time, that person has had it injected, and it always gets smaller, but then it grows back again. 
The problem is as you start to get older, you don't really want to have to worry about so many things. And if that's just one of those things that you always have to worry about because you're wearing like an evening gown to a wedding, which this person was going to be doing, she just decided, I got to get this thing off because I don't know when the next time is that this thing is going to pop up. So again, in a very elegant fashion, we were able to excise or cut out this entire cyst in toto, meaning like with the the wall of it intact and everything else in a very clean fashion, sew everything back up so that it's a beautiful little scar. And I think, you know, that's one thing you can just, or she could just check off of her list of things to have to worry about. Things like that, I think are important. And I want to just segue into talking about things like brow lifts, upper eyelid lifts, Things like that, believe it or not, over the course of time are another one of those things that a lot of you, and I see so many of you that we talk about this, you were constantly pushing it off until it reaches a point where doing Botox to try to lift the brows just doesn't cut it anymore. Or we're doing fillers and other types of things where just after a while, it's like, I get that we're trying to make this better. And I get the fact that it is getting better, but it really isn't fixed. And it is something that you just have to keep on living with, as opposed to getting rid of that extra eyelid skin getting rid of that extra brow skin. And this can all be done in a very elegant fashion. Again, you want to time it appropriately because if you're really very young and you're starting to notice some of this happening, pretty much Botox and fillers and lasers and all those things that we use on a daily basis definitely make it better and almost camouflage the fact that you even have this brow descent or this extra eyelid skin. But at some point, as you get older, it does become very difficult for you to mask this. And a lot of times it's just because you get tired of constantly lifting your brows up to try to get this skin to clear. And that's where something like an upper lid blepharoplasty or an eyelid lift or a brow lift just makes so much sense. So think about all these things. Again, there are so many other examples of things that I can talk to you about, uh, ranging from a C-section scar that you may have been living with for so long now, and you have this ledge that's been created from a C-section scar. And then there's a little bit of skin and maybe a little bit of fat that actually starts to drape over top of this ledge that's been created. Well, we can do a lot of things that'll camouflage it, but ultimately, a very small procedure like a mini tummy tuck can eliminate the fat that's there, the extra skin that's there, and leave you with a very flat lower abdominal wall. So the scar gets removed, all of that can be taken care of. And I'm just giving you examples of other things that are like that. But at the end of the day, when you go to see your plastic surgeon, you want to, you know, review some of these things and talk about things that could be done in a very camouflaging way, especially if you're someone that just doesn't want to have an elective procedure. But 
at some point, it may bother you enough where you go, okay, what's the definitive procedure that I could do to just eliminate me to have to worry about this? You've been listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll be speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.